Hi guys, we're back in for another exciting podcast. Hopefully. With your two wonderful hosts. <laughs> I'm Joe Trapnell and I'm Tanya Doria. And I have a bridal and costume business in Mittagong, Southern Highlands. And I have a soft furnishing business in Mittagong, Southern Highlands. Australia, actually, New South Wales. New South Wales. So we thought today we would talk about studio basics. So I guess Joe will um, elaborate on what that kind of entails. Okay, Tanya, thank you. I'll try my best. Um, well, I'll, I'll go right back to, to the year 2000 when I decided to step out and become self-employed. So so basically, just one sec, so it's sort of like studio basics, we mean, you know, starting from, I guess, scratch, That's it. So Jo's just gonna talk about her humble beginnings. Exactly, and it was a little bit frightening, really, to to think that you were going from a a salary to actually... Going out alone. Yeah, without a um, regular income. Yeah, and um, at that time, totally can identify with that fear. (laughs) And very real. And also, two two young small children, and sadly, my marriage um, crumpled. So I was left as a single parent to raise these two children. I had a mortgage, and um, and I just went. That's it. I'm going to do work for myself rather than do hard work which was hospitality you know late nights lots of strain on the body and um, I just thought nah that's it I'm going to do it so I did it so it was a little bit scary but at the time I had family who helped me a lot my mother was wonderful you know that she was a great sewer so she would come in and cut out for me and such but so where I set up my workspace was in our single garage and in saying that I already had my workshop set up because I was actually doing two jobs so I would do sewing as well as hospitality so I was basically already set up and I bought prior to that 2002 probably back in the late 90s a my first industrial sewing machine which was um, bought from the um I'm fairly sure it was just jeans. So right, so from a factory from a factory. Yeah. So I got that for two hundred dollars. Oh, yeah, and then I needed an overlocker. So I bought my Union Special overlocker, which I still have today. And a Union Special Industrial is what from the seventies. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. And it has yeah. not given me any grief at all. As long as you have your machines regularly serviced. So really, to start, you really just need one great straight sewer. Yes. And then you just need a sturdy overlocker. And you do a lot of overlocking. I do. And when I overlock, I overlock every seam single. I never... I never do a seam and then overlock the two seams together because if ever you have to unpick, yeah, it's a nightmare to unpick overlocking. Yeah, totally. To get into that original yeah, flat I stitch. Agree. I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So then I, at the time, the government had this great scheme called the NACE. Um, I can't. I, I did remember. that one too. Did you? I did. Yeah. Yeah, and basically it just helped you form a business plan yeah because there's a lot to think about when you run your own business um luckily we're just self-employed sole traders so we don't have to think about 
wages and such. Somebody says something really interesting today, which, you know, I've always had trouble balancing the cre creative side with the business side, you know, the bookwork and all of that stuff. And I've been in business less than you. But he said to me, because I often, um, you know, put it against me like, oh, I'm so bad at this. And, you know, it, it, you know, it makes you feel a bit crap. Like, you know, I'm not doing it right. And, and whatnot, but he said, you know, look, when you're, when you've got a broken toilet, you don't fix it yourself. You call a plumber. Like, you know, you, you're good at what you do. You exactly. know, that's why you get these professionals that help you to do. And it doesn't matter if you, you're a failure at that area, but it's not your passion. That's right. It's not. And it kind of was like, oh my god, I've been giving myself such a hard time for no good reason at all. So, no, I mean, at first I did the book work myself like I bought an income and expenditure book from yeah, the news agency yeah, yeah and it has yeah. yeah on income coming in yeah. and then you have another page with expenditures and yeah. then all the columns are labeled book, I book, feel book, so book. old school I know I'm quite young but I feel like like anything computerized as much as like putting in data onto a computer I prefer to write it down and I still write out handwritten invoices and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Of course not. And yeah. the, and probably that's how I operated before I moved down into mm -hmm. a shop front, which has proven to be um, actually, a, a, huh, I should have realised, quite a big job. But we'll just keep it back to my little workspace, my home studio. So I would do everything myself yeah. then. It was actually quite nice to write down your income for each month and then your expenditures because uh -huh. then you could see what was coming in and what was coming out. And monthly you felt was better? Yeah. Like just yeah. per month? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm still here. Yeah. You're totally <laughs> still here. Lucky. Um, and, and also too, really hard for um, women, especially in their 40s and onwards, to get a business loan. Impossible. Really? Absolutely why? impossible. Why? Why, why well, does the age thing come in? Because you're self-employed, for starters. Yeah, you're a risk. You're a risk. Yeah. Yeah, and there's only one income coming into the household. It's then you've got your pathetic. Yeah, so really, um, I've, I haven't had any business injections um, for the first, say, 15 years mm -hmm. of my business. Yeah. Um, so there was the generosity of my parents that would help me out if it got tough at yes. times. but. It didn't really, like, it's just as long as you're in control of work coming in, mm -hmm. what are you going to be paid for, yeah. um, it's pretty much doable. I've, I've done it. Well, if I've never do been it. great at writing things down. I'm kind of like, you know, I, I keep it all in my head, but then I realise, like, yeah, documenting daily notes, like, of jobs that need to be done and you know appointments it's such a simple task to do but you know you've got to do it yeah, right yeah or else you can easily lose track yeah. of um you can get out of hand absolutely and i think to um keeping it small and at home you're in control of your clientele and it's there's a comfort factor as well so that's yeah. one of the pros isn't it yes like it's comfortable it's close it's you just don't drive anywhere no and this is one yeah. thing which is save on petrol rather brilliant because yeah well you know live near where you work and that's really a sustainable uh, position to be in especially um, now in covid times in covid times yes 
COVID, last year COVID, well, that's another story. But so yeah, and for, um, for my workspace, I needed a fabulous big cutting out table, which is really important because you don't want to be struggling with a dining room table in your kitchen because you've got to move it like and every with your huge table you could maybe have two jobs going at once on each end of the table so and I got that through a friend fortunately so really it, I think what happens is once you put it out there what you're doing you'll have family and friends they'll know somebody who has a cutting table or a sewing machine or that you might want to buy that could work for your situation so that's how I started out just simple we, we painted the walls just whitewashed the walls so it was clean and light and airy and the floor was just lino so because you didn't want to have on the floor any surfaces that would catch pins or dust and such so that was a great way to keep it clean so there are definitely good aspects what can you say were the were the negative act or the, the cons probably of like having business at home okay well people coming to your door yeah you know they're sort of invading your home space your personal time but you can actually control that you can just say look you know nobody after five o'clock or nobody before ten mm-hmm. there's that way putting down boundaries yeah boundaries um another issue was payment on time yeah how can how can you avoid how can we yeah, what's the solution for that one? The thing is, I don't know. I mean, we... We still kind of deal with it, don't yes, we? Yes, we I do. I mean, it's almost like you go to Woolies and you buy your, your, your groceries, but it's not like you, you you take the groceries without paying. No, just, you have but to it's pay. For some reason, when it comes to services that we do, it feels like, you know, there's a people can make an exception or something like that. Yeah. And then you realise, like, that person works on their own. It's not like it's a big company. No. But they might need to pay rent or, you know, put food on the the table, pay the bills. Exactly. It's not, yeah, it it, it can be quite tricky, right? Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you've got to borrow from Peter to pay Paul, um, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard you say that many times. Um, but you know it's it's worked out like well it's a lifestyle and I'm just saying to you like what you've created for yourself is a lifestyle it's kind of like um, your work almost isn't a separation from your home you know in a way it's kind of like it's everything you love the environment you've set up downstairs yes kind of um it's it's so comfortable that and you love being there yeah I've seen you there at 8 p.m. at night Oh, sometimes. What about the 4 a.m. The starts? 4 a.m. stuff. Joe's notorious for a 4 a.m. on all nighter. <laughs> oh my god! The last time I did an all nighter was when I was at TAFE at East Sydney Tech, and I was up until 5 a.m. drinking Red Bull and listening to trance music, trying to get my range done. <laughs> but, and I've never done that again ever oh, since. Oh dear. So anyway, yeah, like so. Um, as far as the workspace goes, it's whatever you want to do to, yeah. you know, make your space be you, like be part yeah. of your business. So definitely. you would definitely have, always I would have anything to do with the industry, like threads or braids mm-hmm. or fabric or fabric samples. Like almost like stock, like you have yeah. your stock basics of what you're probably going to use the most, piping. Yes, 
piping, the correct fit for your sewing machines, machines. and that, that's so important. And also yeah. knowing all your service people for um, wholesale. Yep, little catalogue of numbers yep. that you need called, called Franz. We're going to have Hans. Hans or Franz. <laughs> Hans from Know How Sewing Essentials. <laughs> we'll have him on as a guest. Yes, that'll be great. Yeah. That'll we'll be fun actually. Guests. We're going to have a few guests yeah. soon. Um, so yeah, and you would have that sitting around your workspace so you know you've got straight away to show your clients you know a particular braid that might look really beautiful on that cushion yeah um, yes absolutely you see, and like you've a got bit of a showroom yeah showroom yeah. and um anything that's really useful in inspiration and boards in, yeah. i've seen you have some beautiful little pin-ups of ni- yeah. or nice books you've got yes. some beautiful books in there yeah and then yeah. I, i'm a big fan of glass head pins i like oh, because i'm because i mean yeah. more upholstery and soft furnishings yeah. normal pins would just break oh those little silver ones with yes the, yeah oh, i can't stand it no. when when yeah i've had people bring in things pinned up and they've got those pins and they feel like nails <laughs> i'm so not used to using them they're so like i don't know so they're useful tailoring pins yeah they're yeah. useful all, all there's different pins for all different Absolutely. jobs so yeah. for me the glass head pins and you use the chunky pins the long yeah. ones too. Yeah. yeah and then i also like to stock beautiful hancock tailor's chalk nice. so that yeah. adds to another little level in in your little workspace as well so anything that's related to what you do like you tammy here you know in your yeah. your couture so you have all these yeah, beautiful few, but to be honest i i the other day i was like geez i've really got to stop up on the basics because last year kind of bled me dry and i couldn't even find um a press start <laughs> and i was like geez you know so I, I need to go down to um either spotlight or lingcraft <laughs> <laughs> we that, won't get into the politics of that right well, now. Well, <laughs> it's good to have those companies More there. Than right? Not the, like, probably a little bit against them, but anyway, sometimes they're good if you really need a different coloured zip oh, because totally. you can't always stock every colour in yeah, a zip. True. So you yeah. might be able to go down there. I like going to Vinnie's for stuff. You know what? Vinnie's and like the Reviver, you can find great I found, things. like a whole stash of overlocking threads. Yeah. Really good um, quality. And I found zippers and I found fabric you know cool fabrics as well so just to keep the broaden the horizons of course greenfields in sydney we yes both. well they're your wholesalers they're so, your wholesalers yeah, yeah and this is another thing too what is a really great idea is to hook up with um wholesalers like you your workroom supply place where you might want to get elastic piping cottons tailors chalk pins scissors and tape measures and i use a really beautiful tape measure it's made in italy so yeah yeah and i think beautiful. they're actually made out of neoprene i'm not sure right. i can't yeah quote because that. often those little um plasticky ones they break yeah and you can eat oh well, they get very brittle yeah i've snipped a few in half <laughs> i've done that plenty of times. like i've had to get a bit of sellotape <laughs> oh my god like oh, i've snipped into oh geez yeah so without um talking too much further um that's so that you're basic so maybe Tanya might have some insight um, on your, yeah, your area. very similar you know starting well moving from Sydney where I was working for other people moving to the Highlands and not wanting to travel that was an incentive to um, work from home and I had Stella so I guess I had done a similar thing I didn't like though I felt pressure to keep the house clean and to have people walk in I found a little bit 
invasive at times yes. because I had to walk right through my house and upstairs. And so was that? Yeah. So you actually had your studio, studio was in, in the yeah, house. I was living in a funky sixties A-frame. It was right at the top. Oh yes, so I had, know. Yeah, we had to go up all the steps, and often, you know, older people that couldn't really walk up steps. It was a bit. It wasn't very safe. Like, yeah. So um, when the opportunity came to move to a space, it was quite easy. Um, yeah, just setting up. I really started off with the basics, to be honest. It was very basic, and I built up from what we were talking about. Like, you know, you'll find somebody who gives you. I was looking for a big cutting table. It was so weird, and I was like, I need like a four meter, five meter table. Easily. You know, I need a, a good table, and I was like looking at Gumtree and looking everywhere, looking at like warehouses that were selling stuff, and I couldn't find anything. And I was at a, ch- a party, one of Stella's little friends' party, and the dad, one of the dads, was a builder. And he's like, oh, I've got a, a cutting table in my in my shed. It's got paint all over it, but you can take it. And I was like, you serious? He sent me a photo. I'm like, it's perfect. So I um, we got a um, we hired a big um, what do they call it? A um, from Kenart? Yeah, just a a van. Not a van. A big trolley, like a a ta- trailer. The biggest one you could find. <laughs> so we went, went down and picked this thing up from the from this guy's office, and he wasn't there. He just left it outside. The weirdest thing was, so we've left this huge table out the front. It didn't fit in the trailer, oh, and we'd gone all the way to Canberra, Canberra. And I was like, oh my god. Anyway, there were some blokes next door who had a panel beating place, and they're all finished work drinking beers, <laughs> and they saw me and my husband trying to with this table and they were like um they came over and they said we're gonna have to cut this in two move back guys get the kid move away they got they all came out they all cut cut the table in half from the base with steel with the grinder and they cut a chunk in it in the middle to make it smaller and the wood so it would come and it fit in the trailer it was like meant to be and then on the way out he's like it's all right, love. We've got to help each other, you know. <laughs> it's like, thank you. It's like an angel. Yeah. So anyway, that was that. Got my table in. And Don't I... you love the little stories behind each... getting things? Yeah, getting things. Oh, I think so it's... many. Yeah. I have so many. You know, and I find that's just part of the journey. You know, just. That it's really the yeah, the people you you need to meet along the way and, and all of that. Well, I've had just sorry to butt in, Tanya. I've had one, two, three, four. So two treadle sewing machines. One's a pinock and the other's yes. a singer. Uh-huh. Uh, gifted to me and two vintage electric, beautiful sewing machines gifted to me. I've so got a few of the singers they... hanging around. I do like them. I've had to get, I have had to, had to part with them. I had a woman who brought in 10 bags of, when I say bags, I mean like huge bags full of incredible Italian vintage wool. And I've, I've stacked it all up on my cupboard. See, and that looks, that makes yeah. a lovely display. Exactly, and all these fabric. Yeah. You know, and it took me ages to go through it, but, um, and dresses. I've been gifted with beautiful vintage wedding dresses that I've kept and some of them that I've passed on, but... Um, yeah, I, I guess it's just more, um, you don't want to overclutter your space. You no. want to keep it really clean and have a, have a flow in it. I'm a real, really into energy flow and, you know, set your machine up and your table where you've got light. Oh, that's another. Light is important. Very, and a sharp pair of scissors. Sharp. Oh, to the point. Scissors have to be sharp. 
To you know, point. you have to have, um, you know, good quality thread. I mean, quality is everything, I think, in what we do. Yeah, we'll Because see. you're working with beautiful fabrics and you're dealing with, um, you know, you want to create the best product possible. Yeah, and yeah. and so Tanya, for you, both you and I, you're, you you use a different thread thread count to my silk. So yeah, you, I don't know what the thread count is, but I'm working on really sort of lightweight fabrics like chiffon and silk, and so I don't silk satin and whatnot. So I don't really need to have um, a thick cotton. But you, on the other hand, who do, do you, you sew a lot of soft furnishing, yes. so you need to have that robust, strong. strong yeah. You know, it's going to pass the test of time. I mean, a wedding dress is worn once, really. Yeah. It's got to stay up on the day. You can pin it together. <laughs> I've done that before. Oh, dear. Or tack it. Um, <laughs> tack yeah, it no, I do. Because sometimes I'm stitching together four layers of fabric. Oh, my God. You and know what I mean? Piping and yeah. And then we need different size needles also for our yeah. sewing machine. I take my hat off. I think what you do is incredibly fiddly. Oh, hello. Yeah, it's What just do diff- you do, though? But it's different. Just having a little yawn here. Oh, sorry. It's siesta <laughs> time. What's the time? It's... We just had lunch. That's why. I'm in food I'm in... coma. Oh, my God. And the heat and whatnot. Oh, yes. Gosh. Sort of feels we're on holidays, but we're not. It's that kind of... You know, mid sea. Yeah. We are taking the month off, really. Well, we're, yeah. we've taken... We've closed the shop front um, just so that we can catch up from last year. Like, COVID yeah. was a massive year. Uh to, to, it was incredible for me, the pressure, like everybody was wanting to, everybody, everybody wanted their homes refurbished yeah. and it was, the it pressure was, actually, was yeah, insane. Huge. So yeah, you, you were on fire, you yeah. were palming some work off to me. I know, I'm trying yeah. to accommodate all these people's wants and needs and in a sense it's counterproductive because I really... So there's only us, and what we do is custom design, and it's not fast. It's no, I take pride it's in not. every and I, job yeah, I that's do. That's probably something we both kind of probably struggle with is that whole, um, you know, things do tend to take more time than you expect. Yes, and that's not anybody's fault, but just the process in itself. It's, that's what it's called. Yeah. It's the process. It's the process, and I think you know, in today's world, we are used to having things instantaneously. So I guess, I mean, even, you know, going on the internet's incredibly quick. I mean, before you'd actually wait for the computer to, to, to log on, and it was fine. You just dealt with it because that's what you knew. But now it's like, ding, ding, you send an email, ding, ding. It's like photo, ding, ding. It's yeah, like, it's you, know, instant. you know, you just want your thing. And, you know, we can all get a little impatient. We want, yes. we want to see, now, you know, now. And, yeah, and you've got the dinner party and you yes. want to get those new curtains up and you know, impress the you know your friends with your new dress and whatnot but yeah i guess yeah patience that would be probably a negative when it comes to your own to in like to and a workspace because you're having people that's walking into your workspace which stops you in your production yes and some days are worse than others and there's no way of telling like it might be a monday or a tuesday or a wednesday and where you'll just be doing your work and all of a sudden you have like 10 inquiries and you're like oh my god i'm not getting anything done and to be i think working on your own is discipline and also just um what's the word yeah not being distracted yes and i get distracted i get distracted by my phone by people my my thoughts (laughs) And I think too for me now that we have a shop front 
um, in the main street of Mittagong, it, it's almost like you're you're owned to the general public because you have a shop front. Yes. So it, 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 even though we are custom design, I think sometimes it gets confusing for the general public. They think that, you know, you're there, you're at, you've got a service and you can go boom. Like you've yeah. got a crew of people out the back that no, do all your work. It's not like that. And not I like think it at that, all. you know, I kind of just politely say, you know, can we organise a time... You know, if you want to come back, yeah. You know, a lot of people get confused. Have a do. They think that I have a lot of wedding dresses on, you know, to sell. Yeah, and that's probably something that I need Run. to be more yeah. specific. Specific. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah. Right. Well, is there anything else for I for now for me for my workspace necessities? Yeah. I think um, I've covered it. Yeah, I think I've covered it. Yeah, just create a comfortable working environment, having all the the tools of the trade and, and making yeah, and it look attractive. And, and I think also, too, keeping up um, with fresh ideas. Yeah. Um, also cleansing your space, yeah, say, well, once we, a month. Yeah, yeah, and it's about, you know, it's ultimately it's your vibe is going to attract your customer. Yeah. You either repel or attract people, yeah. and your space is the same. It's either going to attract people or it's going to repel them. Yeah. So that's when it comes to being really. And both of us were talking about Joe and I were talking about streamlining our businesses and really focusing on, you know, what do I really would I like to bring in the door? Yes. You know what what work do I really like? And you can manifest that. I'm a true believer that you know. Well, especially when you're in your own business, the sky's the limit. Really, yeah. you can, you can really write down what you like and and, and put it out there, and you know you're guaranteed to yeah achieve it. Yeah, and like I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Like I'm 20 years in, um, into my business, yeah. and now I'm thinking about my next 10 years. So, so I'm only two years in a shop, so I'm still so young at, yes. at you know I'm still young and. It's a young business and I'm still figuring out what works and what doesn't work. It's like a trial and error thing. And um, you know by the way you feel, you know when you've finished a job, if it's brought you satisfaction or if it's something been a labour of pain and suffering. <laughs> and, you know, that does happen. Well, it does happen. Yeah. And this is what you as a business owner, because everything that you take on is custom design. Yeah. We don't know how long that's going to take. Yeah. And yeah. It, again, it's a process. So And often you don't know, like you'll say yes to something and you're in it and you're like, wait a second, this is beyond my capabilities. Not even or yeah, or it's something that you just purely not you know, you don't feel like you want to keep you know, you want to pursue yes. in the future. Yeah. So in that way it's kind of good, like you know, yeah. you can do that, but you're not gonna you're not gonna get to that state with stage without the experience. Aren't exactly. You? So this is why um, something that I've always believed in, like you st- you make it up on the hurdy gurdy. So you might take hurdy on a gurdy, job, huh? Yeah, hurdy gurdy. Like if you if you've lost on one job, you might make on another. Yes. So and I've done things in the past where, and that's another thing, like charging what you're worth. That can be really hard to put a price on made items yes and it's taken me a long time to feel really confident about charging yes and going this is what I am and you know based on the years that I've 
being in practice and whatnot. But yeah, it can be quite confronting. And many moments that I hesitated and, and found it quite painful. Yeah. Well, and I think too, once you're you have a bricks and mortar store, you're not working from home anymore. You definitely have to factor in your rent. Your yeah. rent. Yeah. Okay. So that's where you. Um, have to increase your rates yes but you want to be reasonable like you want to be reasonable that you're not isolating particular demographics of people like you know you want to be diplomatic in the fact that you're an accessible um service for a range of people rather than just focus on a small band yeah you know because lots of people deserve and to have beautiful things Things, exactly we all do yeah and i mean and i find it just wonderful that there's actually people out there that um that are happy to invest in beautiful things be made for them you don't have to be a particularly wealthy person to it's just more about priority do you buy lots of little crappy items may you know product you know cheap production stuff or do you buy you know do you have a, a closet full of maybe less clothes but better quality, quality and, and all, all made unique and unique and all perhaps made on shore or by hand like that's pretty cool yeah and I often get people that do during the lockdown actually that really wanted to upcycle their own clothes like it was huge for a while there and I was like this is cool like because they're not they couldn't there was a limit situation where they couldn't go and buy things like they could before so they had to be they were forced into recycling and going through their closets because they had time and they were at home it was actually really how how it could be yeah but you know as soon as the doors open we go back to Oh, you know, big oh, W let, and let's hope, you know, no, let's hope, yeah. Not. But you know, we're all human, and but, we're all, yeah. And I think we all needed to be creative about the situation that was thrusted upon us, and I think it's done done some good, Tanya. It has. I think it's done some good. I think that um, we think more about what we buy and the sense of purpose yeah. just yeah purpose is important and, and but why do we buy you know why yeah. do we want things i mean i think that's a whole other subject okay it's a whole other <laughs> subject. but i think we've sort of talked enough oh we have shall i yeah. ding the bell ding the bell but i should we sort of wrap up and we're going to wrap up now yeah we're going to wrap up and um really if you have any suggestions like we're so open love to to be guided um, on what we can chat about next time. But we really um, hope that the information that we've... um, Chat about. Chat talked about has been... Interesting. And encouraging, perhaps, if you're someone who wants to start their own little thing at home. It's achievable. It is, For anybody. So, Tanya, how was your week? My week was beautiful because the sun shines finally out and I got a little bit of water and sun and nature so I'm happy awesome yep and um and so do you feel after our very first podcast did we do you have some good feedback great feedback actually okay um you know to me I'm just we're making these and we're just you know letting letting them go to where it's meant to go it's yes. kind of a bit of an experiment, so I'm not really sure. Yeah. Well, but I, I enjoy making them, so yeah. And so do I. It's yeah. nice to have a little chat yeah. and, and we chat about. This is what we do anyway. Like yes. we, you know, we'll often, um, you know, I'll visit Joe downstairs and she'll come up to me or we'll have lunch and we just chat about 
stuff like this. It's kind of our everyday banter. Yeah. <laughs> Live on air. <laughs> well, my week was great too. Um, as you know, I'm not keen on the sun, so I actually really enjoyed all that misty, cold days that we yes, were having the in dreary, the Southern Highlands. Dreary. You will be back, don't worry. <laughs> back before you know it. I and just I, think we're all vitamin D deficient. <coughs> oh. And I feel um, <coughs> that this It's not week, corona. It's not <laughs> Oh, by the way, we're, we're distancing. I'm 1.5 <coughs> metres across from Tanya and the speaker's right in the middle of the table. 1.75, actually. 1.75. Yeah. So and that's another thing. We've COVID safe. We've got to put your little markers on the floor. Yes, which we did. We did. Yeah. And But we, we weren't high risk anyway, Tanya, because as you know, we're just more um, a go, we're not a go-to service, we're more um, a yeah. custom design, so a lot of it's by appointment, which is really great too. But yeah, no, so um, starting to unwind from that madness of the end of the year and all that pressure from yeah, COVID. Yeah, I find it's been December horrible. is like the most stressful month. I really dislike it. See, and the thing too in our industry... Everybody, it's so demanding because you've got deadlines for people that you you keep to as well. So, and then you get to Christmas and then with this COVID, there's a six month waiting for things to come on shore from America and China for fabrics. So this this is what's happening. It's And so trying to explain that to the customer has been a huge... I feel collectively humans just need to cultivate patience yes. as a whole. I think it's a general, you know... I mean, I see it even when you're at the supermarket, the, you know, when, when somebody's holding up the line, people get really agitated and their body language changes and <laughs> it's like they're going to freak out. Or, like, or, or the person in the traffic lights that has to like go really, you know, like and then you end up at the next traffic light together. Yeah. But they've like gone like 80 <laughs> kilometers per hour in a 70 zone. Oh, dear. Zone. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, and um, through Facebook page and on Makers on Main, um, I, we had a few sewing inquiries. That's about fantastic. classes, Tanya. Yes, and we've, we've done a workshop. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe ago. next week we could talk yeah. about our workshop that we did yeah. with all those lovely ladies. That could be something that, look, it was super fun and it was more a social thing as well. Yeah. Um, just getting people to people together, different kind yeah. of... Yeah, and don't forget we did a, some community work also. We had another workshop yes, doing bunting. Community, community bunting making for... Was it the art gallery? Yeah, Redford Park. Redford Park. Redford Park. That's right. Yes, darling. So, with lots of creative people there. So we yeah. might say bye for now. Yeah, we'll say bye for now. And um, we still don't have a little jingle, but we'll come up with one. Yes, that'd be awesome. In the meantime, stay um, happy, happy and well. So far, so, well. so sensational. We'll See you later. Bye. How long was that? There's no internet. What? Oh, hang on. Doopy doop doop doo, doopy doopy doop doo.